Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello again, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love for Breakfast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today because I have such a cool guest, you guys. I've been wanting to have a human design expert on the show for the longest time, and today we have one. So Emma Dunwoody is a qualified master coach and human behavioral specialist who wakes people up to the power within them using human design a system of self-knowledge and guidance unlike anything else that exists. Her vision is to take human design mainstream so it becomes more widely accepted than any other global profiling behavioral or healing system. And she believes it will transform personal development, education, and business forever. Emma wants to inspire everyone to unlock their inner wisdom, take their power back, and feel deeply confident in the decisions they make. This will create a population that values themselves and courageously lives their truth, which will deliver us to a new paradigm of peace, joy, and abundance. Emma, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to to talk to you today about all things human design. Yes. Yes. So before we get started, we have a little initiation called Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. So right off the bat, What's your goal right now? Biggest goal? Well, I am a manifesting generator, so I always have more than one everything. The biggest goal, I suppose, is really to take human design mainstream because I genuinely believe that as soon as we can align to, you know, love, trust, and acceptance within ourselves, then we can really turn the chaos of what is the human race and planet Earth right right now around. So I suppose my biggest goal is that is really growing this business and having as big an impact as I can possibly have in in my lifetime. So yeah, yeah. that's what's that's, driving that's me right now. Like, oh my God. And it's I remember someone saying really early on in my journey when I was training to become a master coach, they're like, when you, you want to have a goal that's bigger than you, that's bigger than your lifetime. And I remember feeling at the time like, oh, my God, that is impossible. That's too much. It feels too uncomfortable. Um, and I was just saying to my team yesterday, it's official. It's bigger than me. Like, even if I didn't want to do this anymore, like, it's happening. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah, my biggest goal is now the universe is literally just working through me to to have the biggest impact I possibly can. I love that. Yeah, it's, that's huge. Like that is a that is a big big goal. <laughs> I love. Oh it. yeah, <laughs> it's actually making me me rethink my own goals right now. I'm like, man, am I big enough? <laughs> oh, but you know, the other thing just to say, like, it's also in my design. You know, I have the gate nine in my um person. Sorry, my design sun, which is all about your big goal, like being focused on your big goal. And whenever when I'm focused on my big goal, then everything right down to going to the supermarket, every little thing that I do is aligned to achieving that goal. So it's also in my design to have the big goal. I love that. (laughs) Love that. And gratitude, what are you so grateful for? You know, this kind of probably sounds a bit wanky, but really life, you know, like life. I have a real reverence for life because I spent seven years um, doing depression and panic disorder and considering taking my own life and 
living in really, really, you know, people talk about having a rock bottom moment. I had like a rock bottom seven years and it was a really, really hard time for me. So I'm abundantly grateful for the life that I get to lead, um, the people in it, the the business, the vitality that I get to live, the health, everything, you know. So it, it my the thing I'm the most deeply grateful for is this opportunity to live life and be me. And bad astery. So something you've done recently that you're either like super proud of um, or that you think is pretty badass. Well, I don't know. I don't know about, I suppose I do. I tend to be one of these people who I'm a bit of a rule breaker. I like to do things differently. I mean, I'm 47 coming up to 48. I surf, I ride a skateboard, you know, (laughs) wherever there's water, I jump off cliffs. Like I tend to, again, it's in my design. I have an undefined uh, spleen. So I had a really unresourceful relationship with fear when I was younger. And, um, you know, fear kept me really, really stuck. So I suppose anything, often the biggest problem I have or the biggest thing that I um, am conscious of is like, if I'm afraid of something, I have to go and do it. So yeah, it's kind of like that. That's probably my, the thing that I'm most proud of is being able to navigate that fear piece and just even the the growth of this business saying out loud that I want to have that impact, you know, like it's a scary thing to say and to own. So Mm. And, 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 you know, I have two incredible rock star kids and an amazing husband. So I'm pretty proud of them as well. So I yeah. love that. It's so funny. Like fear is such an interesting thing to me because like there's things that I'm afraid of that I have absolutely zero desire to pursue. Like I don't need to go around picking up spiders. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> or jumping out of a plane. No, thank you. The ground is great. But, <laughs> you know, and it, when it comes to, um, like goals and and dreams and things like that. You know, I've heard people say, and I actually did a whole episode on this about like, you know, if it's not, it's not big enough if it doesn't scare you. And I'm like, but nothing really scares me when it comes to like my ability to like do stuff, right? I mean, I might have mm-hmm. self-doubt, sure, or like things like that, but I'm not afraid of like the big goal. Mm. Well, and you know, the that's perfectly normal. I think one of the things that, you know, doing this work with human design has really taught me is that we have to discover what's true for us, you know, like what does fear mean to you and how do you experience it? And I get that whole, you know, have a big goal that scares you. And one of the things that I always joke about is whenever I set a goal or I set an intention or I'm I'm heading towards something, I always have a laugh because I'm like, yep, I definitely feel scared and excited. Scared and excited at the same time is my Mm -hmm. indicator. But at the end of the day, again, human design is sort of teaching us like, well, what is in alignment for me? Because oftentimes people, we are going to feel uncomfortable because it's out of our comfort zone. But if you're used to you know, setting big goals and hitting them, then your brain, your energy, it's all aligned to do it. Of course, there's no fear because you've done it before. The brain has got evidence. And the thing about setting big goals that you got to be super careful of and why so many people fail when they hit, when they set big goals that are really uncomfortable is because mm. the brain can't, doesn't believe it's possible. Like your conscious mind can believe it's possible, but if your unconscious mind doesn't and the, the gap is too big and you have no evidence that you can do it, then you're not going to succeed. That's just the way the unconscious mind works. So you have to take smaller steps. So it's always, it's a lot more powerful to do things that are just outside of your comfort zone and take, you know, a few small steps. And then you can start to take the big leaps because your brain's like, oh, we've got evidence that we can do this. So, and human design really helps you 
to decide. People don't like to... baby steps though. People are like, no, 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 no. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is so now. true, right? <laughs> this is so true. And I mean, I've got emotional authority when it comes to human design and I'm a manifesting generator. I've got the 3420. Everything's fast. Everything's big. Everything's impactful. Um, yet I'm so introverted. I'm a very uh, quiet person when I'm not doing my work. Um, and I have to slow down. Like I have to take time to make decisions. And yeah, and, and this part has been transformational for me. You know, like we really do slow down to go faster. Like me slowing down to actually check in with my authority and make decisions from that place. Mm. I mean, the quantum leaps, I just, you know, was just talking to one of my team members yesterday and she was saying, I've never worked with anyone that's had the growth that you've had, the speed in which it's it's happened. Wow. Um, and having said that, like it's taken me, what, 15 years in this career and 15 years in a career before that, well, they kind of overlap, overlap but the point being a long time to get to that massive growth, right? Right. So it's having that mentality to slow down, to go faster. Yeah. That's something I'm actually working on currently. It's so hard because I'm a man, I'm a manager too. Let's back it up a bit because there are probably some women listening to this podcast who were like, they're speaking another language. I have no idea what the heck she said, Gates and manager. And I don't, I don't even know. So (laughs) And and the for the sake of of like I don't want to say dumbing it down, but like you know, there's a lot of women who yeah. don't. I mean, I have people ask me all the time, like, well, "What's that?" Yeah, and like even me trying to explain it to someone, like, "What the heck is human design?" I don't do a great job at that. So, could you explain the different energy types and like just kind of like a yeah. brief, just like energy type and what they mean and like what that makes sense? So maybe someone can listening can be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense," or like maybe even. Yeah. Oh, I might be this if it just like resonates if they haven't done the actual, get their chart done. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Just before I jump into that, I'm going to back up and answer your first question. Like what (laughs) is human design? So at the end of the day, the simplest way to understand human design is if you think about Enneagram or um, Myers-Briggs or disc profiling, all all of these behavioral or personality profiling tools that we already have, right? The way we get them is we answer questions. So through the mind, we answer questions. And yes, we a good facilitator gets you as much into your unconscious mind and, and answering questions from there. However, you are still answering questions through the mind. When it comes to human design, it's your energetic blueprint that literally goes straight to that. The mind doesn't get involved. So it's like the most accurate profiling tool that we can actually use. It's And, and because I'm certified and I've used the uh, a number of the other tools um, in my business before human design, and they were all great, but to see the difference like, and the cognitive dif- dissonance, the gap between who we think we are and who we actually are with human design is really, really quite tiny. And what human design actually brings us is the total permission slip to be ourselves. And we start to realize that we've been trying to force ourselves to be this person that everyone else wants us to be. And human design basically says, no, no, this is the energy that lies within you. These are the themes. This is your toolkit. These are your superpowers. Um, and then it's up to you whether you express them from fear, from the shadow state, or from a higher state. Now, at the highest level of human design, like every other profiling um, tool, we do have these categories. We call them types. So we start off with a manifester, and the manifester is here to initiate people into action. These are the people who they're inspiring. Um, they are the they start things. They uh, will tend to be thought leaders. They 
they are the ones that light the fire, okay? They're the ones that actually, you know, create the spark, get things going. Then we have generators and they're effectively like in once once the inspiration, the spark has happened, the generator gets all lit up and excited. And they are on this planet to be inspired into action. And that means that they do the work that they love because when they do that, it just amplifies. I mean, Oprah Winfrey is a generator. She's a perfect mm-hmm. example. Then we have a manifesting generator and the manifesting generator is a combination um, or a, yeah, a combination of the, the manifester and the manifest and, and the generator, which means they're a little bit of both. Fundamentally, they, they're first a generator. So they're on the planet to do the work that lights them up. However, they do have traits that they share with the manifestors as well. Then we have the projectors. So if the manifestors are here to spark, the, the generators and manifesting generators are here to build, the projectors are here to tweak. They're the ones that are the guides. They're the ones that can actually see what needs to be, you know, made more efficient or a better way of doing something. They might be coaches, teachers, leaders, um, and they lead from a very different place. The, the manifesto will lead from the front of the pack. The generator is going to lead through the work that they're doing. And the projector is actually going to lead from being the one that people come to, you know, the person in, in the corner office that everyone comes to for guidance and advice. Then we have uh, the reflector. And the reflector, they're only 1% of the global population. And these people are so in tune with energy, it's off the charts. Like they can see energy coming in a way that, uh, in my experience with working with so many people, thousands of people now, like, reflectors see the world in such a special way. Now, their job is to actually be within a community, a business, a a group, and to show people where that group is at. So if you have a reflector in your life and they irritate you, well, let me just be clear, that's (laughs) you that you're seeing. Not them, it's you. They are literally reflecting back how that group or community or relationship is. So that's a really brief outline of the five types. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, so I was arguing with someone about Enneagram at a conference uh, the other day. <laughs> nah. And, you know, she was talking about Enneagram and how like, oh, there are nine types, but actually there's like 63 or something like that. And um, and she was like, oh, but human design is only like five types. And I was like, well, that's not really true because the chart has all these like gates that are, you know, mm-hmm. if you have this, if you have that, if this is whatever. And so she was like, yeah, but what if your chart is wrong because the nurse got your time of birth wrong? <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah. I need to ask that question because I don't know. So what happens? Like what with the with the chart and the way that the chart is created? Yeah. Your, your time of birth is important. Yep. What's the like, what's the margin of error there? Like what? Well, it's a really good question. And sometimes the margin of error, like at the end of the day, you're, it's good. if it's not right, you're going to feel that it doesn't resonate. That's the fundamental thing. Straight away, mm. you'll feel like mm, something's not right with this. The the margin of error can also be different for every single person. Like sometimes you can put a birth date in and they don't have their time of birth and you can sort of run all the different times and all the fundamental things stay in place, like mm. type, maybe profile, incarnation cross, and then other days they shift and change. So it's pretty it's pretty important that you get your accurate birth time because otherwise you're not going to be able to get right down to some of the real nuanced parts of the chart. And there are ways that you can, you know, if you don't have your time of birth, there are ways that you can get that. But it's interesting you say that like with with human design, there are hundreds, like I think close to 700 and something options, you know, mm. like if there's nine Enneagram 
types, there's 700 and something options in human design. And the biggest thing with human design is that with all of these profiling tools, you're literally given a box of traits, okay? Whereas with human design and you're kind of like, these are your traits. These Mm -hmm. are how they turn up in you. This is what you do. This is who you are. And human design, when done properly, doesn't do that at all. It says, well, these are the themes. These are actually, um, you know, your the way that I express certain parts of my chart is going to be different to the way someone else expresses it. And what's crazy, having worked with all the people that I've worked with and run like masterminds and group coaching programs and watching how people go. So you'll have, you, you know, like the gate nine, it's all about this and um, focus on the big goal and blah, 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 blah. Whereas someone else with that same energy will see it almost seemingly completely differently. Although it's exactly within that theme, the way they bring it to life is really different. So one of the powerful things about human design is it actually, when done properly, gives you the power because it's all about your experiment. It's about how you express that energy. And although the themes are there, it's actually asking you to run the experiment and, and say like, okay, what's true for you? What What are those stories? What are those beliefs? What are those things that you've created around this fundamental energy that lies within you? Yeah. It's so interesting because it's, it, I mean, there's so much depth to it. Like we couldn't, we could not discuss all of the elements of human oh design. God, no. Uh, no. It would take like 30 days. A week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a long time. On this podcast. Um, I mean, I have a super thick book and it's like, I mean, you know, I barely know, I barely know enough of my own stuff, you know, yeah. um, and that yeah. reading with you that I got to do was very enlightening and really really was helpful and, and told me a lot of things that I knew innately. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the, the beautiful things about it is that it's not, it's not like, like you said, it's not like these are your traits and this is who you are. It's like, you may experience this, 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 and this. And it's like, oh, wow. Or like, oh, wait, I do this. So that makes sense that I would do that or that because of this. It's really interesting. So what would you say... For someone who's who's new to human design, like what is like the like like the quick thing, right? Like what is the quick that. thing that could help them boom right now, like make a shift in their life that that would make oh, a difference? This is a great question because one of the the issues with human design is people overcomplicate it. It's a very complicated <laughs> system. And yes. because people don't get it, they overcomplicate it. Or they want to look like they get it and they overcomplicate it. And actually like one of the things that I'm really big on is uh, um, human design made simple because if we can't get results from it, what's the point? Like if mm. there's no way we're taking this, you know, having it the biggest impact we can possibly have if we can't help people actually get results with it super fast. So great question. And ultimately, all you got to do is work out your strategy and authority, okay? Mm. And that's as simple as you can go to my website, get your free chart, then go and listen to my podcast, The Human Design Podcast. That simple. doesn't cost you a cent and you can start your human design journey. And you want to start ex- experimenting with strategy and authority. Strategy is how the universe, source, God, whatever you call it, speaks to you. And authority is how your inner wisdom speaks to you in the universe and, and helps you to make decisions. So it's this this communication loop that happens between you and the universe. And when you understand your strategy and your authority, then you're making decisions for the body, not the mind. And if you just, just practice those two things, you will come into alignment with your design. You don't even need to know all the details and all the depths and, you know, have reading after reading. If you don't get it, you can't do it yourself. 
Um, you just need to practice those two things. I mean, I've literally, I mean, yes, I know my design very deeply now. Mm. However, I grew my entire business just on strategy and authority. I literally just followed my strategy and authority and did the things instead of, you know, the success I'd had in the past was very mind driven. It was very, you know, like I, I'm a hard worker per se. So I just sort of willpowered my way there um, off the back of some natural talent. Whereas with my business now and my design, I've literally just followed the bouncing ball, my strategy and authority. So my strategy is to respond and inform and um, my authority is emotional. So just letting myself slow down and have clarity around my decisions. How does it feel in my body um, mm. before I just jump into things or feel pressured to give people an answer? And that, like just following that has, you know, built the most incredible team in my business, you know, given me great success with the with the podcast, like you name it, strategy and authority. They're the two simple things. If you just practice them, then you will you know, you can smash it. That That's all you need. Yes, we have the same. So I'm going to take that. <laughs> I'm going to take that to heart. Yeah, yeah. Also the, um, what is it? The self and the not self. So I realized that like, I guess yourself, I don't know what the word for it is, um, but mine is satisfaction. And then my not self yeah. is frustration. And so th- that's something that I try to, if I'm feeling like really a lot of frustration in my body, I'm like, what's not working? Like, what am I trying to force here? Because clearly this is something that's not in alignment for me. Otherwise I wouldn't be so frustrated. Yeah. And I love to talk about them as in our, like they're kind of our little indicators. So each type has their signature and they have their not self. And like for manifestors, it's, it's anger is their, their not self and peace is their, their, um, signature. Mm-hmm. So as you said, for generators and manifesting generators, it's frustration and satisfaction. Projectors is, um, success and bitterness and reflectors is surprise and disappointment. And mm-hmm. it's what's really cool about these two is they're just little indicators. Like, am I on the path to align, like being in alignment? Am I in alignment or am I hitting the guardrails? You know, that's kind of what, what these two things really help us to understand. Because as you say, as an MG, if you're feeling frustration, then on some level, something is interfering with the flow of your energy, that that mm-hmm. flow that the MG energy just wants to go, it wants to build, it wants to be, you know, left alone or it needs people or whatever it is. So you can just start to pay attention to, all right, well, where am I out of alignment? And another way, you know, the other side of that coin is really knowing what work lights you up because sometimes people are like, I don't know what lights me up. You get to the end of the day and you just ask yourself as a generator or a manifesting generator, God, do I feel satisfied? Was that a good use of my time? Like, oh yeah. Like I will Mm. literally go to sleep at night going, that was a good day. And it's just that indicator in my body that's telling me that I was doing the things that I was here, that I'm here on the planet to be doing. Man, I wish I knew this stuff like three businesses ago. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I just will. I went in head first, guns blazing, like, let's go, 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 work, 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 grind, grind, grind. And really work myself into the dirt, you know, with a lot of things that like maybe what I was doing didn't light me up, but elements of it did. And so I like clung to those as opposed to really like, is this holistically like what I love? No, maybe I should go. Maybe I shouldn't keep doing this. Maybe this isn't working, but you know, you have no idea. Um, Well, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, And I certainly didn't. And now it's very interesting with what I'm doing with 
coaching and breath work and I'm adding in hypnotherapy and all of that. And it's very like, I freaking love it. I'm two years in, which is like a baby in business, but at the same time, it can feel like an eternity in the wrong business. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta be there. <laughs> and I've two years into, you know, another business and been so frustrated and just like crying all the time and just feeling like, ah, you know, and now I'm like, I could go forever. Like, this is great. Like I can keep going. It doesn't matter necessarily. Yeah. Like, revenue or any of that. It's like, I just love this. Yeah. Yeah. And we see, this is the beauty of human design because it actually helps you understand like, because what can often happen is that you're doing something that you love, but the the parts of the thing that you, that you're doing that you love, that you don't love. Mm -hmm. So those things, they're draining your energy. And what human design helps you do is say, oh, right, they're the things that I can outsource. They're the things that I can find someone else to do. Or they're the things that, like I, again, I when I was doing this on my own, there was a, st- a bunch of stuff. I just didn't do it. I just didn't yeah. do it. Whether it was like Instagram, like I didn't do Instagram. I just did it as best I could as I went. There were things like that the business coaches would say, you have to do this. And I was like, well, I'm just not. I'm going to follow my strategy and authority. I'm just, I'm doing the experiment, you know, like I'm going to walk my talk. And, you know, yeah, now we have people that take care of, of all the things that I don't want to do. And human design, as long as you're following that strategy and authority, all those, those things will fall into alignment as long as you're taking full responsibility. Because one of the big things, you know, when you touched on the not self piece as well, like, mm-hmm. We have a shadow expression of every part of our design. So we can, we can come from fear or we can come from love. And when we come from fear, then we're listening to the mind and the mind is basically getting in the way and it's going to stop us and block us. So we, we do have to get outside our comfort zone. We have to understand the difference between feeling like we're out of alignment and out of our comfort zone. Because when we're out of alignment, then of course we don't want to go there. But when we're out of our comfort zone, we just have to like buckle up and do it because yeah. our design is literally teaching us like, yeah, you want to go into that fire. That one's that one's yours. That's the one that you want to go into because there's a lesson in there. There's growth in there. Um, and that's what human design really helps us is like, okay, I can trust myself and I can trust the universe, even though sometimes it's going to feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. I think a lot of women have a hard time trusting themselves. In general. Yeah, well, absolutely. In my experience, <laughs> in it's probably the biggest thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, and within, um, within, there's a particular gate, and not to confuse things, but it's the gate 48. Um, and, it, you know, it talks about the deepest feminine wound, and that is of not being enough. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, this is that that piece. And ultimately, we're all enough. We're all perfect. Human design tells us we are the perfect puzzle piece, you know, to, to the greater puzzle. And you know, we've got to stop looking and comparing to everyone else. So again, human design is this, it's called the science of differentiation. It's this piece that we are not meant to be like anyone else. We are not meant to be looking to anyone else. Like we can look to people and be inspired by them. And that means, okay, that's in me somewhere. Whatever that that I love about someone else is in me. And the things that irritate us or piss us off in others, well, that's in me too. That's so they're the other too. things that we exactly, right? <laughs> so they're the things that we need to lean, lean into and, and heal and see, see that that actually that our deepest wounds are actually the way that we serve the planet. But we have to go through this journey of learning to love, trust, and accept ourselves first, which human design really, you know, like 
the amount of times people have just burst into tears in sessions mm-hmm. and just been like, I can't believe you're telling me that this is true, you know, that I'm allowed to be this person, that that this thing that I've been trying to wrong or cover up or I've criticised my entire life or, you know, the thing I can't fix on my personal development journey, you mean that's my superpower? And I'm like, yep, that's your superpower. <laughs> and that's the gift, you know, that we can stop beating ourselves up for not being like everyone else and start to really connect to our hearts and our souls. And then the mind falls into line as the puppy, you know, the supercomputer, the brain, then it's in service to the heart, which is the way it's meant to be, not the other way around. Mm. (laughs) That just, I'm just going to let that land because that was like so good. (laughs) That was so good. I think it's really one of the best parts I think about it is really that it it lets you kind of see yourself that that you're able, like you said, you know, oh, okay, maybe that's not something that's wrong with me. Maybe it is actually something I can use for good or, or it is here to be good, um, but I'm making yeah. it bad or negative and, and the way I'm going about it, maybe I can, you know, visit that differently. And that wound, that wound is not, we're not born with that wound. We're not born with that unworthiness wound. We're born perfect, right? And and it's the world and conditioning and our parents and messages that we get that, that, you know, incidents that happen or, or trauma um, Mm. that tell us, oh, I'm not okay just as I am and I need to do this to avoid that. And, and then we start exactly. you know, layering on all these coping strategies and behaviors. And before we know it, we don't really know who we are. Yeah. We think we do. Like you said, we think we know who we are, but who we are and who we see ourselves are completely different things and how other people see us. Yeah. Completely yeah. different things. And this is, this is the piece, you know, like, we start from a very young age trying to be who we need to be to be fed, loved, and taken care of. Yes. Like it's it's that simple, that basic. And then we just learn all the things we need to do and be so that those things, those boxes are ticked, that we are taken care of, that we are fed, that we are loved. And then we just build up the defense mechanism, you know, how we we keep ourselves because inevitably we get broken hearts, we experience trauma, um, we discover that we're not good enough just as we are because we see our parents tell us that we're not in ways that, you know, they're not doing it directly, but they can't control the meanings that that we're making. And I think mm-hmm. this is the biggest thing. Like I have kids and I've been on this massive journey for myself for healing and it's that being really aware that as a parent, I've had to work hard not feeling like, oh, my God, I'm just making mistakes all the time because mm. blah, 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 as opposed to, wow, look at the meanings that they made of that situation, you know, giving, empowering them to be like, well, you made this meaning. I fully appreciate that I'm an imperfect person because I'm human. We are all <laughs> imperfect. Just letting you know, spoiler alert, there is no such thing as a perfect human. Um, in fact, there's no such thing as, as per- perfection. You know, perfection only exists in nature. And mm. that's because nature fully expresses itself, you know. And we, we are nature. nature. We Exactly. Yeah. We are nature, right? So for us to be really in alignment, that's all we have to do is fully express ourselves. But, um, yeah, I, I think that this is that piece that human design really helps us bridge that gap. 
Um, like you, I'm a behavioral coach and I, I do a lot of this, this inner work, the mindset stuff, understanding the trauma. And human design helps us just minimize that gap, you know, like we don't have to go hunting, you know, we don't have to have that rock star coach that's really good at asking questions and hugely intuitive and knows exactly, oh, that's it, there it is, mm. you know. We can actually go through this process ourselves not knowing what we're looking for because, again, it gives us real specificity about the things that um, the the potential wounds that lie inside of us purely because of these energies, you know, and and then we can say, well, I made it mean this about me. And yes, the governing belief will be that I'm not enough, but it will also be like, oh, wow, well, this is especially with the as we go deeper into it, it gives you so much more detail. And it's it's so beautiful doing the work that I do to watch people open their hearts up again and realize that they really are perfect and they don't have to work hard at being themselves. All they have to do is let go of the stuff that they're carrying around. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. And and that making meaning, man, I'm telling you, it it can really ruin relationships. So many because, you know, someone does something or says something and when you make it mean, oh, they don't care or mm. they don't like me anymore or they don't love me or if they cared, they would do this. And and mm. we're all just so different that we don't all behave in the same way. And so mm. another person doesn't do something that we expect or want them to. And there's no communication there whatsoever, right? It just like is a miss. Uh, we make yeah. meaning of it and and we it's really sad how many relationships and, and things can end when, yep. when you're doing that, you know? Oh, so, so do, true. Yeah. I do love how human design can really bring you to knowing who you are. I think it's so important having that self-awareness and really understand, being able to understand yourself and how you yeah, interact with the world. <laughs> absolutely. And the other thing I just want to add to that, because you, I agree, I totally agree that so many people, um, they end relationships when they just, they shouldn't be ending them, you know, because there's, we see the world as we are, not as it is, right? Yeah. And this is when we start to understand that concept, things can change. The biggest things that I think is really powerful is when we we do the work on ourselves in our own design, that's awesome. That's brilliant. That's the, that's the fundamental uh, foundation of transformation. However, to be able to understand your partner's design, mm. that's a game changer because all of a sudden you're not seeing them through your conditioning and your perspective and your mental constructs and belief systems. You're actually seeing them as they are, like really starting to see them as they are. And that, you know, take it from me, being in, we're coming up to 22 years married and we've had really, really rocky bit in the middle. Mm. That, that's the game changer because I no longer, you know, look at him through, even though I've done all the work and, you know, we listen to each other and we do all the things that couples do because, you know, we've not done it and we've learned the hard way to be able to see his energy because he's a splenic projector. I'm an emotional manifesting generator. Our energy is just that. It's so different, so mm. different so that we can actually see each other through that frame, well, it's beautiful because all of a sudden you're really starting to see that people for who they are. Like parenting this way, amazing. You know, it really helps you understand the values that your kids or the things that, you know, my teenager, um, he's 15 at the moment, he's going through a lot of things that normal teenagers go through, but I get to see it through the frame of his design. Mm. So I know specifically what he's looking for. So as a parent, I can parent him in a way that I know what he needs. I know how to ask him questions. I know how to empower him the way he needs to be empowered as opposed to doing it the way I would have done it 
because that's the way I would have liked it, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think human design is hugely powerful for relationships. I love that. Yeah. My husband and I are going to have to get a reading at some point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. he's just along for the ride. I'm like, we're going to do this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a game changer, you know, like our entire life. So my husband had the big corporate job. Um, and because of my trauma and my conditioning, I was like, I have to stay home with my kids. Mm. Um, and ultimately when human design came along, we flipped it and we're so happy, like so happy now. And yes, I'm still get to be with my kids all the time because I work from home, but it just, just that simple piece, like flipping those roles and listening again, it was via my strategy and authority. I was just like, he took a retrenchment package and one day, and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll just replace your income. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, where exactly am I going to get, you know, $300,000 from overnight? Uh, but I did it in the first 12 months. I did it. Amazing. And that's because I was just following strategy and authority, you know, instead of trying to think about it through the head, through the mind. Crazy. So good. Ah, I love it. You're such cool a Cool stuff. I, I, Thank you. I invite you listeners, if you're listening to this, I, I invite you to... Um, Find a way to to work with Emma if you can. Um, if you can, at the very least, like she said, you know, go to her website, get your chart done, um, listen to her podcast. Uh, just because human design is very amazing, it's so incredible, and and it just it's so good. Like it just helps you yeah. learn so much more about yourself and others, and can be such an amazing tool. I mean, it's not going to like fix you, right? Like it's not. Gonna- <laughs> If you're looking for the next like band-aid, that's not that's not it. Um, yeah. but it really empowers you to um, you know, take your life into your own hands and to really understand yourself. So I love it. Absolutely. And I and I appreciate you so much, Emma, for coming on and talking about us this with us. Um, is there any like we'll we'll get to like where they can find you in a moment, but um, is there any like last little like words of wisdom or tidbit that you absolutely want to share that you you think everyone needs to know about human design? Well, I suppose it's not even human design per se, because again, I I agree, it's the tool that gets us there. The thing I I really want people to know is that that thing, that thing, that feeling that "Mm, I feel like there's more in me, that greatness, it's like really deep down, that thing is real. That's what I want everyone to know. That feeling that you want to have an impact, that feeling that there's more to you, there's more to life, that feeling that things can be so much bigger, better, whatever that feeling is inside of you, I want you to know it's real. And I want you to know that you can access it. You can go in there. You can, you have all the answers you need inside of you and there are ways to find them and you don't have to go and sit in a cave to do it. You can be in real life, you know, at your J-O-B doing the things and still start to access that greatness that lies inside of you. Because I so firmly believe that at the end of the day, the more that we can love, trust, and accept ourselves and live out our passion, our purpose, who we really are on the inside, this is how we're going to completely transform planet Earth because as within, so without. So if we love ourselves and we love what we're creating and you know what we're doing every day, it doesn't feel like work. Like I have this big, epic business and we have big, epic plans and it doesn't feel like work. Every day feels like I'm playing. Um, to the point that I actually actually consciously have to slow myself down and cut myself off because otherwise <laughs> I do get into functional burnout. But yes. that's the thing I want people to know, that that feeling inside of them, no, how, no matter how, how subtle it is or how much you've shut it down, I want you to know it's true. And if you're hearing this, maybe it's time for you to start to access it and, and let it shine because you deserve it. We all need it in the world. So good. Yes. 
We do. Where can they find you? So uh, pretty easy. On Instagram, I'm uh, the human design coach. And you can go to my website, which is emmadunwoody.com. Of course, the podcast, which is the human design podcast. And if you're new to the whole human design thing, as I said, just go to our website, you can get your free chart, then go to the podcast, and it's going to give you so much information. And then if you're ready to invest, or when you're ready to invest in yourself, come and join us in HDX, which is our membership community that um, takes everyone from newbies. So many people that actually have learned elsewhere, even certified elsewhere, they end up in HDX because we make everything super simple. We really break it down and we give it to you in ways that you can not only help yourself, but you can help your family, your friends, mm-hmm. your kids and clients. Um, so yeah, that's probably the best place to find us, to find me. I love it. Thanks so much, Emma. I appreciate you for coming on and, and teaching us a thing or two and just like your light, your presence is, is wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story. Send it to a friend who might need it. Or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.